0: Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Hustle Like Hannah, your how-to guide on turning your creative side into a business opportunity. Hello, good morning, happy Monday and thank you for tuning in to the finale of season one of Hustle Like Hannah podcast. I can't believe that just four months ago I started this podcast as a way to connect with some inspiring entrepreneurs from around the globe and provide all of you listeners with some insights and tips and stories about how you can turn your creative side into your own little money maker. So thank you everybody who has listened to all the episodes so far. You don't know how much I appreciate the support and I am pleased to announce that this is not going to be the only season of Hustle Like Hannah, no, no, no. Because in January, I will be coming back with season two of Hustle Like Hannah. So nothing much is going to change except that I've got even more exciting and inspiring entrepreneurship guests lined up for you. So make sure you are tuning in in the new year because honestly, there's some exciting stuff lined up for you guys. But Let's rewind a little bit to where we are now. So, for those of us in the UK, we had the tier review midweek and well, I don't think it really did many favours for many of us, did it? I mean, quite a lot of the south has now joined the rest of us up in tier 3. There was a few places that were lucky enough to drop down a tier, but I'm talking literally like two places across the whole of England. So, yeah, looks like it's one big tier three party for most of us. Um, But, I mean, we've got Christmas coming up this weekend. So, you know, we're allowed to mix a little bit more with our families. Obviously, everybody needs to be safe. But at least we aren't all still locked up indoors like we were in March. And we can share it with our loved ones. And hopefully it will... Just be a bit of a nicer way of ending what, quite frankly, has been a pretty crappy year. Excuse my language. So, in the interest of it being a better end to the year and staying positive, staying motivated, because that's what we're all about here on Hustle Like Hannah, allow me to introduce this week's guest to you. So, on today's show, I'm joined by Laura DeFranco from Brave Healer Productions, Laura is a keen writer who began journaling during her teenage years. She also trained as a physical therapist and has gained around 30 years of expertise in this field. In 2012, after a few years of writing and blogging for her own physical therapy business, her love of writing led her to self-publish her very own book. And from this, Laura's second business, Brave Healer Productions, was born in 2015. And she now focuses on helping other healers get their words published and share their messages, in a much bigger way. She's got plenty of stories and tips for us all to leave us motivated at the end of 2020, so here we go. Hi Laura, how are you doing? Hey, thank you for having me today. No problem. Whereabouts is it that
1: you're joining us from? I live in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm about five miles out of
0: DC. Oh nice, so you're across the pond in America. Yes. Yes. Cool, cool. Well, thanks for coming and joining us today. So, obviously, I've given a brief introduction about you and your business, but there's a lot more to the story, I'm sure. So, why don't you just introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about what it is that you do?
1: Yeah. um, I'm so glad you guys are tuning in today. Thank you. I trained as a physical therapist, as you mentioned, and really kind of knew at a very early age that I wanted to help people feel better. And I thought holistic physical therapy was my jam for like three decades, but I really went the alternative and holistic route very early on in my career. And that made me realize that there were so many other ways to heal, it made me realize the importance of integrating mind, body, and soul. And I started doing a lot more writing and kind of married the two actually. So I took the awareness and healing skills I had been learning and the writing and therapeutic writing techniques I had been using. And I created a way to help people really heal with, with their words on a page. Mm. Um, that's kind of the short story version of it anyhow.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. It's, it's good that you're, like you say, you've always had this passion and want to to help others. I think that's that's really nice. So going back to, the whole journaling and writing side of things. Obviously, we know that you started it in your teenage years. Was there anything or any that kind of got you into doing that in the first place or did you just sort of one day start dabbling in it? You know, I thought about that for a
1: while. I, I loved reading all the different kinds of self-help books and a lot of the books that were about goal setting all mm. top about journaling but I think I started journaling well before that because I loved my little it was it's a tiny little blue polka dot diary it's one of those ones with a little lock on it you know Mm. those kind yeah (laughs) and that was like my very first one and I would just write all about like the boys I loved and all of the you know the things I was going through as a teenager you can imagine yeah (laughs) but I wanted that place to write and express that nobody else was going to read. I wanted mm. that freedom. And I'm not exactly sure why or how I started doing that, but I I have done it ever since. Mm. So is that still something that you continue with today? Oh, yeah. Um, And in the adult version of journaling, I have basically notebooks all over my house. And I also have a computer journal and I write on my phone. I mean, I'll write anywhere. If you give me a napkin, (laughs)
0: I'll write stuff on the napkin. (laughs) Well, it's nice to know that you're still carrying on from it all these years later. So what was it that sort of made you want to turn this from more of a hobby into a business? Obviously, you've said the motivation of you know wanting to help people and that but what was it that made you think I don't just want to do this for myself I want to do it for other people
1: well you know what I say first and foremost about my writing is I write to feng shui my soul so I write to clear a space Mm. and I realized the more that I did that, the more space I was clearing inside of me. It was a very meditative practice, but it opened up a channel of creativity for me. And I didn't really know that that was going to be one of the byproducts of regular journaling, but it was, and it became quite magical. And mm. you know how the idea that as we write, of course, there are healing moments for us, mm. but it's, when i started sharing in the form of some blogs and different different ways sharing my words out loud so to speak i realized that there could be healing in it for the receiver too
0: hmm.
1: and so then there was this beautiful thing where if i was sharing authentic stories helpful tips tools whatever it was you know in my healing career Um, that that could be a chance for somebody reading to have a healing moment too. It was like this two-way street of healing. And I loved the idea of that. Mm. And so now I encourage other fellow healers to share their stories, not only for their own purpose of self-care, but also because they are changing lives. And sometimes you don't realize you're doing that, but that your, your sharing can change a life.
0: Mm, Yeah, I like that. So in terms of your physical therapy business, is that still running or are you solely focusing on the Brave Healer productions now or have you kind of combined the two together?
1: I had been transitioning to Brave Healer productions for about four years before COVID hit. Mm. And that day when Maryland announced, you know, the shutdown of all these businesses, mine was one of them. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I was panicking about, about it all for about a week, but then I had to kind of chuckle because I felt like it was the universe saying to me, Hey, you've been thinking about transitioning to this other thing for way too long. I'm just going (laughs) to shove you off the cliff now. (laughs) So I did make the decision not to reopen my holistic physical therapy practice, but in instead use the knowledge and the expertise and the practice to, you know, bring that into the writing world and help people write Mm. and publish in a way that really honors the path of the writer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess in a way, like you say, COVID sort of accelerated this next chapter in a way for you. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So obviously you've spoken about just keeping on the subject of COVID because obviously I think it's safe to say it's impacted everybody in one way or another. So you've spoke about, obviously it kind of brought you to the end of your physical therapy business, but did it have any impacts, whether it be positive or negative on the production company? Well, I mean, it's been totally incredible. I I woke up on
1: March 20th of this year. With the idea to do a collaborative book project with my healer friends. Mm -hmm. I was literally having a dream and I woke up, you know, sort of how you wake up in that sort of half sleep, half wake state. And I was dreaming this idea and I thought, whoa, that's weird. And because I had been in a few different kinds of collaborative books before, it's not like I hadn't thought of the idea in the past, but this morning was different. And so I walked into the kitchen and opened up the laptop and typed in a little note in a Facebook group that I run for this class that I teach and fellow Mm. healers. And I said, ladies, who wants to write a chapter in this book? The world needs to understand how to heal at home right now. Mm. And in 48 hours, I had 24 yeses. And five weeks later, our first book was published on Amazon. Wow. Wow. So the ultimate guide to self-healing has been the biggest gift I could have ever had during a time that could have been pretty horrible. Mm. And it completely shifted and pivoted me toward getting these words out loud into the world to help people understand how to do their healing at home.
0: Yeah.
1: So huge gift. I mean, I can't even... I'm like still pinching myself like, wow, does that really happen? So we're on our volume three now, believe it or not, since
0: May. In fact,
1: the time of this recording, most likely uh, we will have started volume four.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, well, it's nice to hear that COVID in a weird way had a positive outcome for yourself and it wasn't totally negative like a lot of people have unfortunately had to face.
1: I know there are so many people who have struggled and then, and yet I've heard other kinds of stories like mine where the, the pivot was very interesting and it moved people in other directions. It's, it seems like this big opportunity to reboot everything. Definitely. So, you Definitely. know, to really understand like what matters in your life and what turns you on and like get to it, right? Life is short, like let's get to it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I was having a conversation with my granddad and we were having a conversation about this whole lockdown thing. And obviously my granddad's retired. He doesn't work, but he had a lot of hobbies. Like he used to, I think he like coached a football team and he played snooker and like different things like that. And he said that certain activities that he thought he had this massive love for whilst during lockdown, he was thinking actually, I don't know if I'm really bothered about putting my time into that anymore. Like, I don't know if that's what's making me enjoy life or whether I should focus on this a bit more. Mm. And I have to say it's the same for myself from a business point of view, because I left my part-time job in January to go self-employed full-time. And then like say six weeks later, pretty much the whole of the UK went into a lockdown and it was like, oh, great, okay. perfect time in there but oh. it it gave me the time even just simple things like I had time to sit and make sure that all my website was up to date and you know kind of plan well this is what we're going to do now what's the goal for when we can start going back to quote unquote normal mm-hmm. so yeah definitely definitely given people time to like I say just take time for themselves and think about what's important to them definitely
1: I'm just realizing as I'm hearing you talk about that that the the gift of the time that we had you know at first it might have sent people into anxiety like mm. all of a sudden they're sitting around with all this time and they're not working and they're not doing this or that but the gift that that time was for many people was real
0: mm.
1: you know when when do you get that ever (laughs) like I don't think we've ever had you know an opportunity like that and I really love to look at life as what is the opportunity that I'm being presented with even if I can't see the big picture
0: yeah definitely yeah yeah so going back to when you were creating Brave Healer Productions was there anything that was making you a little bit hesitant to start this new venture or once the idea sort of showed itself did you just sort of run with it
1: i think it was that second thing um the idea showed itself i ran with it i had been creating different aspects of the company over the last several years courses and speaking and the just the message of what a brave healer is and what i was all about and so yeah i i am a got a run with it kind of person like yeah i usually leap before i think <laughs> and you know sometimes that gets me into a little bit of trouble but <laughs> otherwise it's been a, the action taking has actually been an, a magical strategy for my business in general. I think that mm. people wait around for the clarity and the confidence and the courage to do stuff. Mm. And you're never going to feel that way. You have to take action without feeling courageous and clear. Mm. And it's the action that gets you to the point where you're going to feel those things.
0: Yeah. That kind of, it just reminded me a... Customer of mine, I can't remember the context of the conversation, but I remember them turning around and saying, There is no try, there is only do and not do. And I was like, Oh, I like that. That's a good a good little quote there. Definitely a good one. I have heard that one. Because I'm the opposite, you see, I'm the type of person where I like to think that, you know, I'm quite courageous and I will sort of take these risks and try new things. But I know for a fact that if you look backwards it's probably taken me a good few months to actually get to the point where I feel like I can try it I don't necessarily just jump in with it even though I like to convince myself that I have done so (laughs) yeah that's definitely a a quote that I need to need to take on board so you spoke about this collaborative book or should I say series of books that you have been working on uh, since you went into like a lockdown and so would you say that has been your biggest success in your production company or is there anything else that has just given you that moment of like a lot of pride and what you would class as your biggest achievement so far?
1: Oh thank you I I think that the book series is just it's beyond what I could have ever imagined and what makes me the most proud is that these men and women stepped up to say yes to something right in the middle of their situation too. Mm. These, these very brave souls said, yeah, I'll do that. I'll, you know, I'll write a chapter. I will, I will take on that collaborative energy with you and let's create this. Mm. And the community, I guess, is my point that's developed as a result of the books it's badass. I mean, these people, you know, you you asked me about picking a career where I wanted to help people in the beginning. Well, multiply that times about 75 now with the three volumes, and you have a lot of people out there. And I guess that's the message too. I want the listeners to understand. Sometimes we feel so alone when we are having illness or stress or you know, anything that we're feeling that's negative, but there are so many people out there with a true mission to help you feel better. So you don't have to do it alone.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely a good message for our listeners to take on board. So flip side of that, because obviously as much as we'd like to think that having our own business is full of successes, which it can be, there are obviously times where things are a bit difficult or things don't go the way that we'd hoped. So what would you say has been the biggest obstacle that you've had to face so far? Oh, there's so many when you're in business for yourself,
1: right? I, I think that the idea of, you know, It's so great that we're talking about this too, because I really believe it takes a warrior to be in business for yourself. (laughs) You you cannot get too down for too long or else you're gonna get stuck in the pit and Mm. nothing will happen, right? So despite the challenges and the problems that you have along the way, you have to carry on. You have to wake up another day and do it again, even with big problems. And scaling and growing a business For me, it's been about learning how to delegate, how to build the team, because when you have a big vision, there's no way it'll just be you that makes that happen. Mm. It's got to be more than just you. And so you have to be vulnerable. You have to start to build your team and bring people on that can help you, you know, manifest that vision. And that's scary so um, I think that's been my biggest learning is starting to talk to other people, bringing them on the team, expressing my vision and my mission. And then I cross my fingers and I hope that they align, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, with it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. But that's that's been a learning journey too. If I had to say goodbye to one or two people because it didn't align, you know, it's time to get your big girl panties on and like be... <laughs> You know, do your business. You can't love everybody and you can't be so nice that it's a detriment to your business. That's tough for somebody who is a healer.
0: Yeah, definitely. I know my um business mentor, she said to me, she said, When you first start, obviously you want to try and be, you know, everybody's best friend. You want to be nice because you want everybody to kind of support your business. But then she said, it gets to the point where by doing that, you're only going to do more damage. And it's okay to accept that, you know, some people just don't fit with, like, the value of what you're doing. So it's okay to, like you say, say no or let people go or whatever tough decision it is that you've got to make. So just as, like, a little advice point before we go into the main bulk of giving advice, mm-hmm. what, what would you say is something that you found helps you either to do, to make these tough decisions or helps you when you get into, like you say, the mindset of, oh, this isn't going right. Or what is it that kind of helps you avoid ending up in the pit that you mentioned and kind of helps you think, right, no, we're gonna gonna get on with this. We're gonna fix this sort of thing. Well, cultivating the mindset, honestly, you have to have like ninja
1: moves in terms of mindset. And it's a daily moment to moment awareness of your own inner critic, your own thoughts in your head that are doing that to you. Mm-hmm. And I've really made that such a practice. I'll, I'll say, like, it's more than a practice, it's a discipline because I can't waste any time. I, you know, I had somebody reach out to me a few years back, and she was a stranger at the time, but she had read something I wrote. And Mm -hmm. what I realized in interacting with her, and I can tell you the whole story if you want to hear it, but just writing and sharing the stories changed her life. She reached out. We did become friends and Mm -hmm. things moved in her world in a way that I had no idea that I I could do to help somebody, right? So, and I'm I'm just kind of pulling it back to your mindset. You have to come back to that person. This is not about you anymore. And the fear of not good enough is boring (laughs) because you could be changing someone's life. You could even be saving somebody's life. So, Mm. You can hear in my voice that, like, I'm passionate about this particular topic. It's the mindset, mm. and when you have a badass practice of positive mindset, and you're on mission and aligned, mm. you know you can't let anything stop you. Especially the the bummer kind of days you're gonna have them, but yeah. you, can't, you can't let them stop you.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely important to, like you said, if anything goes wrong or you're having one of those down days, it's important to reflect and be like yeah but actually I have done some pretty cool stuff and exactly you've got to take the good with the bad as they say definitely
1: exactly and remember that you know it's important for you to reach out and have a community of you know if you're a leader and a business owner you do need fellow leaders and business owners in your circle because everybody has bad days
0: Definitely. So
1: we're human. It's really good to have other people to reach out to and say, hey, man, I'm having a rough day. Like, you know, can you listen for a couple of minutes and then that's it.
0: And then you carry on. You yeah. know? definitely. Yeah. So now that you've shared with us your biggest achievements and some things that you found are a bit of a learning curve for you. What would you say are some advantages and disadvantages to, first of all, being your own boss in general, but being your own boss within a creative industry? Oh, wow. You know, I I don't think I could ever go back to
1: having a boss, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) I think you know what I mean. I mean, (laughs) once you taste the freedom of being your own boss, you know, you can't go back. And that's also scary. Mm. because you have then taken responsibility on for your own success Mm. Um and it's scary and it's the biggest freedom you'll ever have taking responsibility for everything in your life right when you realize you're the one that's going to have to fix this do this solve this problem move the next step
0: yeah
1: um you don't need to rely on anyone else to do that you don't need to ask anyone else's permission mm. you know but i think that i wouldn't give it up for anything. In fact, I've got a couple of kiddos and my, my daughter who is 17 has started to think about what she wants to do, hmm. you know, and we had the discussion of being your own boss, you know, be, being a business owner. Yeah. I <clears throat> thought, whoa, I would have loved if my parents or anyone who had had that conversation with me hmm. about like what that would look like and you know how it might go down but um, I didn't I don't remember having those conversations back then so it was a little bit of an eye-opener for me when my daughter was asking about oh well you know what about this what about owning my own business I'm like yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think it's definitely well that's partly why I wanted to set up this podcast because I know I was kind of adamant from quite a young age that I didn't want to work for someone else because I just I don't like being told what to do. so <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and obviously I've danced from being a young age, so it kind of just made sense that it was down that route that I would go. But I know, obviously, I was lucky enough to go and do a university degree, which was all about, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting your own business and that. But I think there's a lot of kind of stigma that you should wait until, you know, you've worked in a proper well quote unquote proper job and you've got all this life experience and all this money behind you and then you can set up but it's like well yeah like why (laughs) why would I want to do that why not just start now (laughs) like no that's I mean that's bs
1: really because it's just what you're told by other people who think a certain way about life hmm. that's all that is That is so important, like for kids to understand, you know, that what they're hearing and what they're being told is just one person's opinion. And what about your own opinion?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's it's definitely accessible for everyone. You just got to, like you say, you've got to have that thing in mind. So you can't just walk in and be like, I'm going to own my own business, but then not have a clue what you're actually going to do. Right. And you've got to, like you say, have the I guess it comes back to this idea of discipline, like you've, you've got to discipline yourself and be like, well, at the end of the day, if I don't put the work in, I'm not going to reap the benefits, so.
1: Yeah, there there's a lot there. You know, in the beginning of being a physical therapist, I worked for a lot of other people. Mm. And somewhere down the line, I decided to open up my own practice and become, you know, my own boss. And mm. there was so much I didn't know about business that... It took years to learn kind of self taught but I went to school for physical therapy i didn't go to school for entrepreneurship or business, and so that was the hard route right yeah um, and I think if people know in the at the get go you know you might need to go get some experiences, but if you really have that burning desire to open up your own business, you can do it very smartly by getting that education that you need in the beginning. Mm.
0: And then taking that amazing idea and running with it, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, well, you've given us quite a lot of advice and tips and that throughout this whole conversation. But for anybody who is listening and has a creative hobby or a passion and they are now considering turning it into their own business, what would you say are your three top tips?
1: Ooh, that's such a great question. I think that people who have hobbies that they're turning into businesses and they're, they're finding that that's not working. It's because they don't realize that they actually need to create and build a platform Mm -hmm. so that they can share their offerings in a bigger way to make that success. Yeah. So tip number one is understand that you do need a website presence. You do need an email list and you do need a sales strategy. You know, this terrifies people because whether you're talking about an artist or a writer or, you know, a coach or whatever kind of business this passion, you know, started and then they're they're building this business off of that passion. Mm. There are some real, re, there's some reality that technology reality and business strategy reality that you're going to have to you know, look at and really Mm. pay attention to. So your platform I think would be the biggest one. This, the second one would be community. Mm. Don't try to do it alone. There are amazing resources for business right now and get into some places where you can rub elbows with people who are already doing what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And that they can just help you in all the different kinds of ways, have a mentor Definitely. Mm. And probably number three would be vision bigger. Yeah. So if the vision is big, you create something that other people want to help you build. Mm. That will be a hard and fast success, like you cannot even imagine. But if you're thinking too small and it's all you and there's no real big feel to it, it's going to feel very difficult and small.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you. So I am going to turn this conversation back over to you again now. So this is your time for a little bit of a shameless plug. So. Mm-hmm. If you want to just tell the listeners anything else about your business that you've not already shared with us or, you know, any links on where they can find you or any projects that you've got coming up for the new year arriving, anything that you want to tell us, now's your opportunity. So take oh it away. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Bravehealer.com. Come and visit. And I would love
1: to hear from you. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. You can find me in all those places. But the big deal this year is going to be uh, the three month book writing program. So if you have words inside of you, if you have a book inside of you and you really want to do it, write it, you know, the brave healer way, which is honoring the path of both the author and the reader in a way that feels really good, then come check out the book writing program. I have a couple of signature courses that are going to be running this year. And I think the other biggest thing that I would love to share is the ultimate guide to self healing volume four uh, through seven are going to be coming up and we'll probably publish four and five in 2021. So if you're a healer practitioner coach who has a story to tell and a tool, a self healing tool to teach, I do have an application to submit your chapter and get ready because you will become part of a very powerful healer community that's literally changing the world one brave word at a time. So you guys can find everything at bravehealer.com. Send me an email, whatever you like.
0: Perfect. Thank you. So for anybody listening who wants to get in touch, I have listed the website and any other links in the episode description. So it's super easy to find. Well, thank you once again for coming and chatting to me, Laura. It's been super interesting to talk to you. I just want to wrap this up by asking if there's anything that you would like to sort of leave our listeners on. So obviously it's Monday morning and we need to leave our listeners feeling motivated for the rest of their week because obviously we've got Christmas coming up. So what's your sort of golden nugget of advice or anything that you just want to leave the listeners on? Okay, here it is.
1: You were born, so you are worthy. Your message matters. What if the thing you're still a little bit afraid to share is exactly the thing someone needs to hear to either
0: change or save their life? It is time to be brave. Amazing. Thank you so much, Laura. And uh, have a good Christmas and New Year. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. No problem. Bye. See ya. once again thank you to laura defranco from brave healer productions for coming and chatting with me today and thank you all for listening i hope you enjoyed it and i hope it's left you feeling motivated for these final days leading up to christmas now as i said in the introduction this is the season finale of season one so i'm going to be having a couple weeks off over christmas and new year just to recharge my batteries ready to bring you season two in the new year where I've already got so many amazing and inspiring guests lined up for you. So make sure you're tuning back in for that in January. If you want to appear as a guest on season two, then just drop me an email to hustlelikehannahpodcast at gmail.com containing your name, your business name, and a little bit about your hobby to business journey. And whilst you're at it, don't forget to drop me a like or a follow on my Instagram and Facebook page. That's at hustlelikehannahpodcast. And on there, you can stay up to date with everything that goes on behind the scenes, including some Christmas snaps that are probably going to be posted. And you can find out who's going to be in the show in season two. And you can go back and look at information on all my guests from season one. If you want to find out more about my business, just go to www.hannadanielledance.co.uk or search for Hannah Danielle Dance on any social media platform hold my hands up, I've been a little bit quiet on there recently but because of the lockdown that we had in November and being placed in tier 3 ever since, I haven't really been able to work so I've slacked a bit but don't worry, fingers crossed I'll be coming back with a vengeance in January so keep your eyes peeled for anything exciting that is happening in the world of Hannah Danielle Dance in 2021. Now all that's left for me to say is for you to smash your Monday stay safe stay sane have a great christmas and new year stay creative and keep on hustling and i'll see you next year everyone